0: Okay, good morning everybody Hope everybody as well. Happy Thursday for those are joining us live. Whatever day, week it is for you, happy whatever day that is. And this is a lot of what we're getting after, just so you know, is this idea of happiness. Happiness is not an easy thing. And being constantly happy, which is a mitzvah, a command that was dated by Rabbi Nachman, it not be at the same level as a command of stated by the Torah, but it's still a massive command being constantly happy is a really challenging thing and if you're going to wait for the circumstances in life to be right, you're never going to be fully happy because it's never fully right so much of what we're talking about here is trying to get underneath your mind and start to recognize the habits and the, the knowledge that we formed in order to question it I'll give you an example. Take dieting, right? And and look at yourself as you reach for the bag of cookies at the end of the night, right? Now, what's happening in your mind is there's a bias, if you can just use the language, towards eating things that taste good, right? So... You're gonna eat the cookies because your brain says, Hey, that thing tastes good. And your brain has enough neuro connections to tell you when it tastes good, that's enough of a reason to eat something. That's that that's knowledge, my friends. That's that's a neuro connection. Not everybody has that. Not everyone grew up in a world where you reach for something because it tastes good. Lots of people grew up in a world where you reach for things because it's healthy. I don't know. That person, if they were a diabetic, they wouldn't reach for the bag because it tastes good. If it was a bag of chocolates and that person was lactose intolerant, they wouldn't just reach for a bag because it tastes good. Right? The, the, people grow up with different relationships to food. But let's assume your relationship to food is there is no boundaries. If it tastes good, just go do it. So you have in you a bias. It's a food bias. And the bias is you eat that which tastes good now you're you're at you're you're sitting there and you have another thought that comes in and goes oh you can't do that what's going on in your brain well your brain is now dealing with two different cognitions you're you're fighting in your brain which of these narrow connections which of these which of these ways of thinking am I going to act on? but what you're really doing is you're uncovering an unconscious bias the unconscious bias is now becoming conscious you see before you dieted you didn't think about eat the cookies because it tastes good you just wanted to eat the cookies the brain was automatic the knowledge drove action in an automatic fashion. Once you started dieting you started to, be, you started to become aware of these thoughts and then you started acting based on this, like this awareness. So what you've done is you've identified that which was once unconscious or not as conscious and you've now brought it into the light. And by bringing it into the light you are now able to try to fight it. If you go to somebody who's never doesn't want to diet, who's never dieted, who never cares about dieting, and you're like, "By the way, why'd you eat that for?" They're thinking, "I don't know, because it's food. Why wouldn't I eat it for?" They're not even thinking about the 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 thought. I spoke yesterday to somebody about this. They were struggling with their dieting, and I was trying to explain to them that you can't get like super excited about food and get like like. You can't like l- dream about great eating delicious food and then dream about losing lots of weight. It doesn't work like that unless like you're super young or you're very active. It just doesn't work like that. You you have to either you-, you have to change your mental connection to food in order to achieve your health goals. When you look at food and you look at food as if it's delicious, in my mind, I eat it and I get excited for that. It's really hard to then also have that food work for you in a way that makes you healthy. It just doesn't work. They're two different cognitions. They're two different paths. Maybe it works for some people. Maybe people with incredible genes it works for. Maybe people that are doing an enormous amount of calorie output through workout or whatnot. I don't know. Maybe for swimming, you know, like Michael Phelps used to swim. You can eat 10,000. I don't know. I'm just saying usually a regular human being... Needs to uh, understand their biases vis-a-vis food and understand what that means. That means if you get excited about something, you have to just know that your excitement towards the food will drive you to eat certain foods because it is the bias, it is the knowledge, it is the wisdom, it is the neural connection in your mind that is driving your actions. If you don't even realize it's happening, if you don't even realize it's happening, how are you going to stop it? You're not going to know why you reach for pizza. You're not going to know why you reach for donuts. You're not going to know. But at least recognize it and say, this is my relationship to food. I've always had this relationship to food. It happens sometimes as you get to your 40s. You see this all the time with people who, like, they eat like like they're 15 years old, well into their 40s. Like you know, fruity pebbles and like donuts and like muffins and then pizza and then double pizza and then late night snack and then all of a sudden they're like, hey, how come where did this where does belly come from? Like, have you? Do you know what lettuce tastes like? And they're like, no, I don't eat lettuce. Lettuce. I'm like, okay, fine. Like, I'm okay with that. Like, I'm not judging you, but if you're telling me your health goals are you know somewhere in the, in the area of actually being healthy, like you gotta you gotta rethink the fruity pebbles. And I'm saying, like, the mid-afternoon muffins. Like, I don't know. But just be aware of it. Forget if you change it. Be aware. That's what I'm talking about. Unconscious bias is about being aware of things that we were thinking about something that we had no shot at changing until we think that we're thinking these things. If If I'm not aware of what makes me sensitive, then... How am I ever gonna change the fact that I kept kept I keep on getting upset at these people? I keep on being threatened when I walk into these rooms. I keep on stopping from taking on this opportunity or challenge. And I don't know why. If I'm not aware of my bias and I keep on disparaging or looking down at people, I'm not even aware of it. This happened over the weekend. A girl that I knew, I know really well, an incredible person, met with somebody. I gotta be careful. And that person destroyed, disparaged her. This girl's amazing because he saw her and didn't understand her. Right? If I'm not aware of my own biases, if I'm not aware, and I look at someone and size them up in a second and I've got so much um, subconscious stuff going on that maybe is right sometimes but maybe is wrong sometimes I can really do damage to people I can really do damage to myself I can really at the very least stop myself from growth I don't gotta go sit on a therapist couch for 10 years I could just think I got something in my head driving my actions what is driving my actions why am I reaching for the cookies? Why am I mad at that person? Why am I freaking out? Why am I so upset? Why am I on the phone talking about this person for so long? Why did I just say that to that person? And I, as I just ask the question and I'm actually in a moment where I can be, I can contemplate, I can think, I come up with some real stuff. I can be honest with myself. Maybe I'm sensitive about that. And I got to be aware that that person isn't trying to hurt me. I'm just really sensitive about it. Maybe I've, I don't know, maybe I'm a human being. And like every other human being, I have confirmation bias. And so when I see someone who looks like me, I think they're smarter or they're like me. But when I see someone who doesn't look like me, I judge them. Maybe. I don't know. We're human beings. The more I'm able, the more we are able to see our minds as just computers and to see the beliefs that we have in our own minds as just neuroconnections. connections, the more we can pull them out and look at them and judge them and question them. And it may take us a lifetime to fix them. That's okay. It's called life. But we don't we don't get on the merry-go-round of life and just go around and around our whole lives. We stop. We get off the merry-go-round. And we start walking the long road called growth, called change, called control. We start delving into how we see the world and why. And we start fighting the cognitions that we don't like. And just like fighting the bag of cookies until you win, you'll fight an unconscious bias until you win. You will you'll fight a sensitivity until you win. I know. That's our goal. That's life. You know, there's a great rabbi named Rabbi Salantar. Rabbi Yisrael Salantar said that it is harder to fix one habit than it is to study the entire tractate of Talmud. All of them. Thousands of pages of Talmud are, is easier than fixing one habit. We're seeing why. But it is a worthy fight. It's, make, it's what makes life worth living alright everybody have a great weekend Shabbat Shalom With God's help we can't wait to see you next week have a great weekend living on a lifeline the world doesn't ever seem to change looking for the sunshine but you're caught up in the rain it's like your eyes are wide open but you cannot see you're watching life ask you by like one two three Walking in destruction, the winds of life blow your vision, all the devastation, forever feels like you're on the run, it's time, no one else can set you free, you're locked inside.